Hello and a warm welcome to all the dedicated and determined parents out there. You're turning in to yet another enriching episode of Unveiling a New View to Parenting, a podcast that thrives on breaking the chains of traditional parenting norms and adopting a fresh and evolved perspective. I'm your host, Nikki, inviting you all to join in on this enlightening journey. Today, we are poised to tackle an issue that has been a bone of contention amongst parents and pediatricians alike, the proper use of pacifiers. Ah, the pacifier. That little piece of silicon, plastic or latex holds power to instantly soothe an unsettled child or give us a few moments of much needed peace. But with its pros also comes the cons and dilemmas. Is it a blessing or a curse? That's the million dollar question we'll attempt to answer today. Introducing Bebera, who has joined us with a vast expertise in many different areas of parenting journey and phases. As always, we've called upon our expert Bebera to guide us through this labyrinth. She is an acclaimed doula and midwife who has dedicated her career to untangling the complexities of being a birthing doula and postpartum doula. Without further delay, let's dive into our insightful discourse. Welcome, Babera. So good to have you. Hi. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you for having me. It's happy to be here with everyone. <laughs> Could you explain the history and basic purpose of pacifiers and why they seem to have such a calming effect on children? Is it all psychological or is there a science behind it? Sure. Actually, it's a pretty fun history that started around the 1400s, or it's at least um, when we first became aware of pacifiers. But they were made out of funny things like coral and bone, which is hard to imagine that being soothing. Um, as time went by, we started tying funny things in little pieces of cloth like sugar and meats and other sorts of things that we would use to help soothe baby through fussy times. Um, it is definitely psychological. Um, sucking is not only seen in ultrasounds and so forth, but we notice it upon birth right away with babies. And it tends to be, as Freudian would say, a developmental oral stage, which leads from about birth up until a year or two. And this is kind of their first interaction with the world outside of the mother's body, if you will. Right, right. But one of the biggest concerns for parents is the potential negative effects associated with pacifiers, right? Such as dental issues or dependencies. So can you maybe shed some light on these concerns and how to prevent or minimize them? Sure. Actually, um, it is a concern that the uh, Association of Pediatric Dentistry has made quite a stink about, especially using the pacifier excessively over time. Uh, so what I like to help parents with is using a pacifier as a tool. It can be a great tool to, like you were saying, get a baby through a fussy time, through separation from parents, maybe other caregivers are stepping in, maybe even car rides. So to kind of keep our teeth and our jaw and everything in alignment, if we are going to use a pacifier, using it for very specified periods of time. Um, unlike just letting the baby have a pacifier all the time in between feedings or every time that they cry. Got it. And so that sounds to be one of the ways to follow for the correct and incorrect usage of pacifiers. Are there additional guidelines to follow in, in this whole labyrinth of correct usage, incorrect usage that um, you would like to shed some light on? 
Well, you're um, choosing a pacifier to use when they're young is a choice and not every parent makes that choice. It is definitely an attachment object. So when we're not with mom all the time, babies tend to get fussy. They're looking for an attachment. A lot of people will use um, like a lubby or a softy or a stuffed animal or so forth. But again, I would just reiterate um, having pacifier times if we are going to use them. It keeps everything in check. And also too, as the child starts moving out of the oral phase and starts interacting with their environment a little bit more, they become a little less interested in it, especially if it's impeding, um, you know, talking with others or playing with toys and so forth. Ah, got it. So we, we do often hear about the struggle also weaning children off pacifiers. Do you have any tips or strategies for making this process less stressful for both child and the parent? I do. Um, actually, so pacifiers, as opposed to thumbs and fingers, can sometimes be a little easier to get rid of because we can take it away. Um, that being said, <laughs> when we are working through weaning, using positive reinforcement is really helpful. So letting the child know that what a great job they're doing in dealing with maybe something that's stressful or separation when they're not using the pacifier. Again, if we've already set up or need to transition into pacifier only times and or switch it out for a levy or a stuffy. I do know some parents who do a cold turkey and uh, it can be upsetting for the child, but also as long as the parent is involved and providing a um, careful container, it is a short-lived disappointment and they move on to experience childhood without it. Oh, excellent. And thank you so much to you and your expertise and providing this invaluable insight today. It's always uh, a question in the back of the mind of so many parents, including myself <laughs> with my toddlers. Uh, we were lucky enough to transition them off at the end of the first year, but I know the struggle is real. Um, Babera, your expertise has given us balanced perspective on pacifiers and aspect of parenting that is often steeped in the confusion and misinformation. Dear listeners, let's remember that every parenting tool when used mindfully can be a stepping stone to raising a happy and healthy child. For more guidance on your parenting journey, do visit our website, misspoppins.io, and remember to download our mobile app. This platform provides you with a range of resources from insightful articles to engaging videos and access to childcare experts like Bebetter herself, all designed to support you in your parenting adventure. As we conclude today's session, let's carry forward the knowledge that every decision made, no matter how small it seems, significantly impacts our child's life. And remember, you're not alone in this journey. Till our next episode, this is your host, Nikki, bidding you audio from unveiling a new view to parenting. Stay curious, stay empowered, and above all, stay compassionate.